0: By looking at the title We are at another Q&A episode Um I appreciate all the love I appreciate all the support Um I appreciate you guys listening And the feedback man You guys give me a lot of feedback And Um Sometimes you know Those encouraging words That go a long way Some, Sometimes you guys just give me a sentence That it 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 means more than you guys know Um And I just, I just want to say thank you, man. Um, this, the, the podcast is growing and I I love it. I appreciate it. It's not where I would like it to be. I'd love to be doing this full time, um, where I could just live off this and I could focus on giving you guys better and better content and giving you guys more and more interviews with various people. Um, but hopefully, hopefully one of that does take place. I would love for that to happen, but right now we're not there, but I do appreciate, um, you guys sending in your questions and your comments. Um, and it, 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 I just want to say thank you, man. It, it goes much farther than you guys realize. Um, it means a lot to me. So, um, you guys already know how I do it. Um, I picked, you know, 20 questions that I, that I really like, And this time I have a bonus question at the end. Uh, So there's 21 questions this time. So um, let's get to it. Um, Let me pull up my list here. Okay, there we go. Um, Number one, I know you aren't a Democrat and will vote for Donald Trump. However, which Democrat would get your vote if you had to vote for one of them? So I'm going to, so I'm going to assume you're talking, honestly, you're talking about the primaries. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't given it too much thought. Um, because I didn't, I just didn't really like any of the Democrats that were, that were running. Um, aside from like Andrew Yang and possibly Tulsi Gabbard. Though, I mean, those are my favorite ones. Um, but I didn't want, I, I, I didn't really give it much thought because I wasn't, I didn't like any of them and I didn't want any of Donald Trump's policies overturned. So that's why I never gave it much thought. But if I did have to choose one, I would probably choose, golly man, I, I would probably say Andrew Yang. Um, I, I don't like the idea of uh, UBI or universal basic income. But what I do appreciate about him is that he is trying to address the income inequality gap. I, I do respect that. I don't think universal basic income is the way to do it. Um, I don't believe just giving people money is the way to do that. Um, but you know, I appreciate, I appreciate his attempt. Um, but if I weren't going to vote for Andrew Yang, I might do Tulsi. Um, but that would also be extremely unlikely. Um, number two, what would be your ideal wedding day? Well, um, well, let me say this. If my, if my wedding day were totally up to me, like if my future wife said, um, baby, what do you, what do you want our wedding wedding day to be like? I'm going to let you decide. It's totally up to you. I, I would probably run a mile in like two minutes if she told me that but obviously that's not going to happen but if it were up to me i would have an extremely small ceremony it would be uh it would be me my bride uh my parents and her parents my siblings and her siblings if she were to have any um i i say this and i tread lightly here but i think weddings are a big scam um you know, the average wedding last year um, is like was like thirty five thousand dollars, which included the engagement ring. That is insanely expensive. Like, that, like that's insane to me. That's a new car. Um, like a hundred and thirty guests were the average number of people, which is way too many. The way I see weddings is, the only people that should be in attendance. Should be those that you are absolutely certain love you. Um, that's why I say it should only be imme- you know immediate family. Um, inviting your best friends can be complicated because it's like oh well, I thought I was your best friend. Uh, no, you're not. Um, so that that was you know that, that's my, that's a long answer, but that'd be my answer. It would just be me and my immediate family. And then my bride and her immediate family. That would be it. I I just, I, I think weddings they're just they're so expensive, man. And it's just it's really just not worth it. I'd rather put that money into, you know, a future investment. You know, our you know our house or something like that. Something that's gonna last more than a couple of hours. A wedding and a ceremony are like a few hours. That's it. But it's like people spend thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm like. That's like taking a new car, that's like buying a new car, driving it around for a couple of hours, and then burning it. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, But yeah, that that would be my ideal wedding day. Um, Number three. Oh, this one's nice. Uh, My girlfriend and I enjoy listening to your show together. You're practical and at times you're humorous. But we have one main argument with each other she has a straight guy friend that she's known since the first grade and they're very close i try to tell her that guys and girls can't be friends and she agrees with me but she thinks her friend is an exception how do i get her to see that he likes her and he's trying to get out of the friend zone as and has been for years um well before i get to your questions i just i want to say thank you um uh, for listening to my show and i'm glad that uh I provide entertainment for you guys. Um, with that aside, let me say this to my to my female listeners, um, ladies. He's on the money with this one. Guys, listen. Let me let me get inside the mind. Let me let you get inside the mind of a man, real quick. We men and boys, we're only your friend. For a, for one single reason, and that is because we think that there is a chance that we can get with you. What you girls and ladies tend to do is you tend to see guy friends as your girlfriends minus the drama and the gossip. But don't look at us that way. That's not how you should see us. It's just like, it's just like the DMV. You know, we take a number. And we wait for our number to be called. And we shoot our shot when our number is called. That's what it is. We're like buzzards circling a dead carcass. And you're the dead carcass. We're like hunters following the prey and just sitting in the bushes waiting, just waiting in the bushes waiting for the prey to, you know, for a chance to take down the prey. You're the prey. You're our, you're our goal. Now, that's not to say we have, you know, strong feelings for you. But it's that, hey, we might see something here. Something could happen here. So let me just kind of be in the vicinity. And just kind of hang around him and talk to him and be cool with him. That's what I'm saying. Ladies, just stop thinking that we are your friends. If guys, if we guys want to find a friend, we look for dudes. We're going to do guy things together. We're going to, you know, you know. We're going to go to the the beach, you know, if we, if we take you, if we want to be with you, we want to spend time with you and, you know, we're going to, you know, the, you know, the botanical gardens and art museum, it's because we're trying to get you. We're trying to win you. We're trying to cause some fireworks that happen between us and you. Now, um, when it comes to, let me say this, man. When it comes to convincing your girlfriend, I would say that you can't. It seems like you've tried convincing her multiple times, and you you can't. Um, I think what you have to do, you just have to keep him and her accountable. Um, in my experience, what's had to ha- what has to happen is girls have to just learn the lesson the hard way, by the guy growing the balls to admit their feelings. Or trying to make a pass at them. that That's the best I can do. I would just say keep them in check, man. and Just let time, you know. Uh, let, let time pass and she'll eventually see. Um, number four. Hey, Solo, just a side note. I used to be fearful to express my conservative views. But ever since I discovered your podcast, I've become more courageous in that area. Not to debate or anything. But just to let people know how I really feel about certain things. I just wanted to thank you and let you know that I can't wait to see where your show ends up as time goes on. Uh, now onto my question. If you had a son, what would you name him and why? Um, well, I'm glad you're expressing your opinions. That's very, very important. We, we in this country have uh, freedom of speech. We are able to share our opinions and you should not be, you should not be afraid to express them. You shouldn't be, you know, left, right, whatever, you know, but, um, I'm glad that I helped you, you know, become more courageous in that area. But to your question, um, when it comes to my son, I would, I would like to start a line of men in my family that are named after great Kings. Um, just like, you know, how I'm named after King Solomon. Um, but I plan on naming my son Leonidas after Leonidas the first who was, you know, the King of Sparta, uh, not Sparta, what am I talking about, King of Sparta, um, it's a unique name, but it's powerful in my opinion, um, yeah, number five, how many more seasons do you think the WNBA will be around, I thought it would be shut down by now, but I'm clearly wrong, um, look, um, this, this question is from, uh, a girl named, uh, Tennessee, um, God, man, Tennessee, I have absolutely no idea. I have, I, I seriously just have no idea. Here's, here's what the NBA has to do. The NBA has to grow a pair and stop bowing to SJWs and just stop funding the WNBA and get rid of it entirely. The truth is, the truth, the fact of the matter about the WNBA is, it's a bad business. You know, if you, you know, if you watch Shark Tank, there's one of the sharks, his name is Kevin O'Leary. Um, he's really great and he has a great YouTube channel, but one thing he commonly says is, when you have a bad business, you have to take it behind the barn and shoot it. The WNBA needs to be put down. But unfortunately, with the way that society is, the NBA would rather lose money than be unfairly painted by some people as sexist, misogynistic pigs. So I would probably say that the WNBA will unfortunately be around as long as the NBA is around. It To me, it's a sad thing. I, it's, the NBA is, is just... It is such a... It's just a monstrosity, man. Um. Number six... You often talk about taking care of your body and the dangers of obesity. Would you date someone that is obese? No, I wouldn't. Um, I'm I'm not trying to be mean here, but... I I say no because looks matter. And I wouldn't really try to go deeper into a a relationship with the girl because there's no physical attraction from me towards her. The The way I look at romantic relationships, if there isn't at least physical attraction then then there's nothing there there's nothing there i i don't think i can invest more if i'm not at least at the very basic level saying oh okay you you know you're physically attractive but that's just that's just not me i'm not saying that she's a bad person but attraction happens in steps and the the, the first step is physical attraction that's just the way i see it um, or the way it is for me. Um, number seven. Uh, you shared that you recently started working at a grocery store, and that means you come into contact with a lot of people every time you go in. Uh, the flu almost killed you, and you have admitted that your doctors have told you that if you get COVID, that it's quote unquote curtains for you. Uh, aren't you anxious or afraid when you go to work? Um, no, I'm, I'm not afraid and I'm not anxious, but I'm going to be honest. Um, it does cross my mind about, you know, possibly catching it. Um, but you know, I do take precautions. Um, I wash my hands. I take supplements. I exercise, I get healthy amounts of sleep and you know, I, I, I do what needs to be done. Um, leaving by fear is not a good way of living, whether you're a Christian or not. Um, and let me say this, as a Christian, I have to walk by faith and not by sight. I trust that God is protecting me and will continue to protect me. So that's my mindset about it. Um, I'm, I'm not afraid. Um, I, but I, I am mindful of my surroundings. You know, if someone's coughing or sneezing, I, you know, I, I get away from them. But, you know, I can't just stay in my home. It's just sit in my room and, and, you know, you know, just hope it goes away and just close my eyes and shut my ears. I can't do that. That's, that's not a good way to live. Um, great question. Number eight, if you woke up and discovered that you had $1 million in your bank account, what would you do? Um, well, the first thing, wow, the first thing that I would do is I would visit my bank and talk to them about it first. Um, I wouldn't touch it for seven days. I wouldn't buy anything. I would cancel any subscriptions that I have. Um, just make sure nothing gets charged, okay? On day number eight, if I wake up and the money is still there, I would take, I would take, uh, $100,000 and I would tithe that. That's what I would do. Um, I would tithe $100,000 and then I would quit my job. And then I would move to either Texas, Arizona, or Wyoming. I would then purchase a home there and start building a new social network. Um, yeah, that that would be, that would be my plan. Um, number nine. Uh, hey, so I just want to say keep up the great work. I really hope you can make it big one day. Uh, here's my question. You share that you are a virgin... Who has done everything except vaginal penetration? Penetration. Is it important to you that you marry a virgin? Well, I, I I will admit that there was a time in my life where it was important for me to marry someone who was a virgin like myself. Um, but as I get older, and as I as I just admit and come to terms with reality, um, here's the thing. Most people lose their virginities by age 17. Um it's just as I get older, it's less and less likely that 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 my future wife is going to be a virgin. Now if if she if she were a virgin, to me that would be bonus points. That that, that would be bonus points, but it wouldn't be a deal breaker if she wasn't a virgin. Um yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my answer to that. Um, number 10. I'm in my early 20s and it's embarrassing to say, but I have a fear of the dark and I'm tired of it controlling me. How do I beat this? All right. Um, before I get to, you know, before I get to this question, let me just say, I am not an expert in, um, psychology. I'm not. Um, But here's what I do know about life. Um, To beat anything, whether it is an addiction or a fear or a problem, you have to first admit that you have this specific problem. And you've done that. So I would say great job because you've made the first step to recovery. Okay? That's crucial. Um, Now, what you have to understand is that Fears, are they come from our heads. We know we have life experiences. We have, you know, we go through different things. We have highs and lows. And so that's kind of how our fears are shaped and molded. But our fears are in our head. And usually, most times, most times our fears are not what we think that they are. Our minds can get in the way of reality and they can skew Uh, our perspectives so you must face the fear so what does that mean for you um what i will suggest is going to is going into your room uh, at nighttime and turn first turn on all the lights check under the bed check in the closets check the bathroom check the cabinets any place someone or something can hide once you have checked and confirmed um, that everything in the room is safe. Set a timer for one minute. And start the timer once you cut the lights out. When the timer ends, cut the lights on. Congratulations. You have just made it one minute in the dark. Then do the same thing again, but do it for two minutes. Then do it for five minutes. Then do it again for no timer. You use, you use no timer, just sit there and see how long you can take it. Sit there as long as you can do this every single day for seven days and uh, let me know let me know what happens you, chances are you will not be afraid of the dark anymore um, but yeah I mean you, you, that's how you gotta do it you gotta just you gotta go against that thing right? you gotta face it you have to face the dark you're afraid of dogs you gotta you, you know I used to be afraid of dogs you know you have to you have to you know, put yourself in a situation where you are around what you're afraid of. You know, if you're afraid of roller coasters, um, you gotta get on. You gotta get on roller coasters to beat the fear. Just looking at it, it's not gonna do anything. Um, there is this girl, number eleven. There is this girl um, that shockingly admitted that she really likes me. I don't like her back in the same way, but I do enjoy the relationship that we currently have. The problem is, she's one of those girls that has uh, very low self-esteem. I don't believe she is suicidal, but I don't want to tell her the truth and make her feel worse about herself. How do I walk this tightrope of a situation? Wow, I mean, well, first of all, it's it's rare that a, a girl admits that she likes you first. I mean, that's, like, really rare. Um, yeah, um, the way I see it, there's two ways to handle the situation. Um, situation A, if, if you find her physically attractive, um, tell her that you appreciate her and respect her for her honesty, and that, tell her that you do find her physically attractive, but tell her that you just don't feel the same way about her and you enjoy the relationship that you two currently have. Now, if she isn't physically attractive, this is, you know, situation B, or scenario B, Um, still admit that you appreciate her honesty with you about her feelings. Um, And tell her that it's rare for a woman to do that, because it is. Um, Tell her that you're very flattered, um, but you don't, Feel the same way about her. But tell her that you do enjoy the current relationship that you guys have. So it's kind of the same advice either way. But you know. What I do want you to emphasize though. Is to tell her that you appreciate her honesty. And that you respect it. Because I honestly believe that. Ladies let me say this. If there's a guy and you like him. And you're you know you're interested in him. Go up say something to him. Say something to him, you know. There's a lot of women out there. You know, you're for women's empowerment. You know, quote unquote, women are the future. All, all this stuff. It's like, okay, with that comes new territory. If you like a guy, go say something. Go put yourself out there in no man's land. Men have been doing it since the beginning of time. So let me let me just say that, um, not to admonish, not to admonish or anything like that, but seriously. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, applaud her for that because I, I personally believe more women should do that because it's like they have, women have feelings for guys too, but it's like, oh, I, well, I want him to approach me. Well, just, just go say something. Cause let me, let me say this after my, after my coma, what I, have what I, and what I went through, you know, hanging onto my life by a thread, and through prayers and through fasting from, you know, a lot of churches, um, for, for the sake of my health, what I've learned is, you don't know how much time you have on this earth. We always think we have a lot of time. We think we have years. You know, we, we plan for the future. We live as if our future is pretty much set, at least for the near future. But you truly don't know. If there's a, if, guys, If there's this girl, and you like her, or you want to ask her on a date, or you want to get to know her, say something. Don't live, don't live with regret. That's what, that's what I would say. Don't, don't, don't regret. When I was, you know, in my, you know, when I was in the hospital, man, I was going through a lot of memories that I had. I'm like, man, I should have done that. I should have done that. I'm not saying my life flashed before my eyes, but I was just really thinking about you know all these different things man where i'm like man what would have happened if i had done that what if i told her that i you know that i liked her what you know what could have happened but that's really what i'm that's really what i'm saying don't don't hold back and just if if you like someone just go say something you want their number go ask them for it you know if you want to open up a business go you know go do that thing man Pre- prepare and make a plan and do it I mean, I know it sounds cheesy, but with, you know, Shia LaBeouf and Nike and all that stuff, but what he's, he was preaching, man, just seriously, just do it. Don't just let your dreams be dreams, man. Just, you gotta, you gotta take action. Um, that was kind of a side note, but anyway, uh, number 12, um, hey, Solo, my question is pretty short and sweet. Uh, here it is. How do we stop this amount of political polarization in... Uh, America today, it's unhealthy for individuals and for society as a whole. Thanks again. Well, here's where I would disagree with you. We're not as politically polarized as you might think, or as the or as the media would would let you would lead you to believe. Here's the problem we have inside society today, and it's again, social media is a double-edged sword, but social media over inflates. Pretty much everything. But look, 50% of voters vote Republican, 50% of voters vote Democrat. You can look at the past presidential elections, and you can look at the breakdown of the popular vote. You can go all the way back, you know, 2016, Trump had 45% of the popular vote. Obama had 51% in 2012. Um, And I want to say he had 53% in 2008. Um, Bush had... Forty percent in two thousand four, and I think he had fifty percent in two thousand. You know, in eighteen, you you can go, you can actually go back. Fact check me on this, but I'm pretty sure you can go back to Andrew Jackson, eighteen twenty eight. Um, the popular vote, it 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 hovers around fifty percent. In some places, in some elections, it may have been. In the 60s, or in the high 30s, or you know 40s, but the point the point is still made. We aren't as politically polarized as it may seem. But what I will agree with you on is that you don't want 50% of the nation not talking to the other 50%. Um, we have to we we have to converse with each other. And we have to listen to each other. We have to find what we do have in common. Humans pretty much all want the same thing. They want food, they want water, they want freedom, they want health, they want private property, and they want to be left alone. Um, but I would also say, you know, don't, try not to look at the fringes of the right and the left. Most people are just super chill and just go about their daily lives, man. And they're okay whether someone's a Republican or a Democrat, and, you know, they're, they're totally okay with hanging out with people that are different than them. So it's it's not as bad as you may think. Um, 13, I know you're a huge bookworm. Uh, what book are you reading right now? I need some recommendations. Yes, ma'am. I am. Um, I am a huge bookworm. Um, but with my busy work schedule, I just, I can't read as much as I would like to. Um, but currently, um, I'm reading The Female Brain by Luan Brizendine. And, uh, uh, the Hive Mind by Garrett Jones. Um, the first book is pretty much, it talks about uh, what is going on in a woman's brain at different stages in, uh, in her life, and it really explains what is going on in a, in a woman's brain and why they do some of the things that they do. Um, guys, I, I really recommend that you read this book. Um, you'll, you know, you'll understand your, your wives, your girlfriends, your daughters better. Um, your sisters, whatever, you'll, you'll understand them more and better. Um, and with Hive Mind, um, it's about IQ and it explains how, um, on a grand scheme of things, your, your personal IQ isn't that important. Um, but it's about the overall IQ of, uh, the nation that you live in and that it's far more important and consequential. Um, But I would seriously recommend these books. So that's what I'm reading, and I would also recommend those books. Um, Number 14. What is a good age for kids to be allowed to begin dating? My little sister is about to be 13 and is trying to convince her parents to let her date a boy that she likes. Well, Ryan, thank you for the question. Um, he, let me say this. Again, I'm not a parent. I don't have children. Um, but if I did have children, I would let them start dating at 14. Um, here's why. Uh, and that's that's if they're boys or girls. Um, the reason I say 14, it's, it's because that is the age when kids kind of start high school and their lives are beginning to get more complex you know they've been in, you know they've been going through puberty for a couple of years and they are beginning to near adulthood um again i you know i don't have children of my own but one mistake that i see parents making is telling their kids their children that they should only be focusing that their only focus in life should be getting good grades and that that to me is just so shallow it's so unbelievably shallow because there's so many aspects there's so many other aspects in life that are a part of life you know, work school, physical fitness romance, friendships finances, these are all integral pieces of of a person's life the truth is Ryan, your sister likes boys and there are boys who like your sister. This is a very natural occurrence. And the way I see it is not allowing her to date is punishing her for something that is out of her control. She's, a, she's attracted to boys. Boys are attracted to her. Um, here's the thing. K- kids, they need to practice balancing these different aspects in their life. You know, just in this aspect of romance, they have to practice, you know, how to communicate with... Boys have to practice communicating with girls. Girls have to practice communicating with boys. Um, you know, they have to learn to communicate their feelings. They have to practice negotiating in a the relationship. They have to know what it feels like to get their heart broken. Um, they have to know what it feels like to forgive, to ask for forgiveness, to move on, to picking up pieces and repeating... Um, and let me say this. Statistically, it's likely that your sister wants children of her own one day. And I'm not trying to scare you here, man, but, um, what has, she has to master these skills sooner rather than later. Um, because the, the later she develops in these areas, the greater, the greater chance that she doesn't have kids. You just have to, you just have to practice Doing these things, you have to practice, you have to practice time management. There's time, no, let me say this about grades. I'm not saying grades don't matter. I'm not saying that. They do matter. But they're not the most important thing. There's so many different aspects to your life. You have, you have a social life. You have an academic life. You have, you know, sports, physical fitness, financial, all these things. They all intermingle. It's just like in, in the adult world, it's like, You have, you have your job, you have your family, you have your responsibilities. Um, You gotta go grocery shopping, you gotta go take your car in to get fixed. You gotta do all these things. You you have to practice balancing these parts of your life. That's why I think fourteen is a good age. Um, But I would say this: if if I were advising your sister, Ryan, that's what I would say to her. Um, okay, uh, yeah, that's my answer. Number 15, hey Solo, uh, you've shared that you lost two years of your memory because of your coma. Uh, do you remember anything at all from your junior and senior years? Have you tried to do anything to jog memories back, uh, to jog your memory back? Um, I've heard that hypnosis can work. Um... You know, when it comes to those two years, I, 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 I gotta, I don't remember them. And any memories that I think I have during that time, I don't really trust them just to be on the safe side because, you know, false memories can be a very dangerous thing. And that's why I don't, I definitely don't want that. But one thing I do plan on doing is, uh, it's going back to GHS, Glendora High School and Maybe just walk around the campus for, you know, a couple of hours and see if anything just comes back to me. Um, but I, I don't want false memories, man. Those can be extraordinarily dangerous. Um, and I, I have heard about hypnosis helping memory loss and trauma therapy. But I just, I don't believe that I'm a person that can be hypnotized. I don't think my brain will allow me. Um... Um, I've looked, you know, and one thing I have tried, I've tried looking through my yearbooks, uh, from those years, but I, but it, it, it just didn't really help me. And I think they put in some false memories of, um, certain people and events that took place. Uh, 16. Um, when in a relationship, are you the kind of person to check your significant other's phone, laptop, email, and or social media? No, I'm not. To me, to me, that stuff is just absurd. If, let me say this, if you have to check up on someone to see if they are, if they are where they say they are, or they're doing what they say they're doing, and um, you have to verify that they're not cheating on you, you need to do some serious self-examination and the relationship has to end. I'm, I'm just going to be frank with you folks. If you can't trust your significant other, whether it's your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, whatever. If you can't trust them, you have no relationship. Trusting in a relationship is like a foundation to a building. Without the foundation, the building will just crumble and fall. Um, and let me just say this about cheating. Um, I've, I've never been cheated on. But if I were to ever be cheated on, I would just end the relationship. Um... Because I would never be able to really build back the trust with them that I would like to have. I just don't think it's possible. Um, when it co- and, but let me say this: before I get into a, before I get into a, a relationship, what I've always done is I've always stated what I consider cheating to be, and I have also asked, okay, what do you consider cheating to be? Because dating and marriage and all that stuff, it's. It, in a ways, it's a game. And you can't play a game without knowing the rules. You can't be, imagine trying to play a basketball game and there's no lines on the court. Imagine there's no out of bounds. There's no, there's no wing. There's no three point line. There's no, you know, there's no key area. You know, you, you can't play the game. You have to know the rules. So that's just kind of what I do. I, I want to make sure that we're clear up front of what the standards are and what the expectations are um but that was kind of a long answer but yeah that's my thing number 17 hey solo um what are your top 5 deal breakers and why oh gosh okay um now this is just off the top of my head this is not in any particular order um okay um cheating doesn't again this is not in any order. Of cheating if the person if the person cheats or has cheated, um, if they are in, if they're an insecure person, if they smoke or vape, if they are bad with money, um and if they don't want children. Um yeah, I think that's five. Cheating, insecurity, smoking, bad with money. Yeah, that's five. Um, cheating—pretty self-explanatory, man. I—I I, I just had a question on that. I—I I can't build that trust back to where it was before, because in the back of my mind, I'm going to try to suppress it, but it's—it's it's, the question's going to come up. I wonder. I wonder what she's doing right now. Like, is she? Is she cheating on me? Like, is she with that guy again? Is she with someone else? You know, she said she was here. Or say she's running a little bit late. It's like, oh, why she's running? Why is she running late? So that I don't want. I don't want the headache. You know, it's just it's it's not worth it. Um, insecurity. I I don't. To me, insecurity is just unattractive. And when I talk about that stuff, I'm talking about you know, physical insecurity. And let me say this: some people have been in abusive relationships, and you know, they were told, they were, you know, they were mistreated, they were verbally abused, emotionally abused, and, you know, they've, you know, they've taken damage, um, through that time. But, I will say this, there comes a time where you, you do have to get over that. And I, and I'm up front, it's like, look, I'm with you, like, let me say this, like, primarily, I'm with you, because, well, well, the first step is physical attraction. I'm physically attracted to you I think you know it's like I I desire to see you naked I would like to have sex with you and you know you know just physically physically you have it for me physically physically check my boxes okay um and I'm with you because I like your personality I like your goals I like your dreams I like you as a person obviously you're not perfect but then again, neither am I, and no one on this planet Earth is. Um But if you're just insecure about that, and it's like, do you really think I'm pretty, or, you know, do you think I'm fat, or do you think I'm ugly, or, you know, oh, who are you texting now, or who was that girl, I don't mess with that, man. I just, I, I don't mess with that. Um Smoking and vaping. Um Cigarettes, to me, they're just they're stupid I I, I just the, the smell man I, just, I can't do the smell um, vaping vaping to me is so stupid because I think people mostly do it just to look cool that's the only reason I really think people vape um when it comes to weed I, I've shared this before man weed just makes me nauseous it just does man I don't know what it is but it's like I' I'm, well let me say this I had customers the other day man um they I mean they reeked of weed. And I like my stomach in I was you know, I'm cashiering and I'm just like, oh my god, okay, don't fall over. Try to make good eye contact, try to have good customer service. And you know, they were being very, they were friendly, they were cordial, all those things. They just smelled like weed, man, and I it just it was not good. And now I'm not saying that all people are you know, all people who smoke are weed heads. Um but to me, it's like I, I, I could not bring myself to kiss you. I, I just, I, I, couldn't. If, if I'm hesitant to kiss you and stuff like that, then there is, uh, then there's a problem. Um, what was the other one? Oh, bad with money. Um, if you're not good with money and you're just, a, you're just a spender, and you just, you know, you get your paycheck and it's like, oh, let me go buy this purse, let me go buy this bag, let's go buy you know let me buy some candy let me buy some sweets um if if you're just not good with money i don't want that there's a lot of there's a lot of you know marriages out there where it's like you know and i'm not just putting this on women but like there's people out there who just they have bad spending habits they have bad money habits they don't know how to save they don't know how to invest they they don't know how to say no to themselves they have no discipline um, there's things I see all the time that I want. But it's like, okay, do I need that? And if it's something that I think I do actually want, I wait seven days. And that's kind of like... That's that's just one of my things. But if you're bad with money, you don't know how to save, you don't invest, you spend immediately as soon as you receive, you know, you can't stick to a budget, I, I, I'm not messing with that. I'm just not messing with that. And the last one, I think... Yeah, I think the last one was if they don't want children. Look man, I want children. I do and if you if you see yourself in the future and you you don't want kids, well, you can't have we can't have our kids it too. We can't have kids and not have kids. If you don't want kids, that's your business. That's 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 totally up to you. But I I know I do want kids and the person I'm looking spend the rest of my life with, if they don't want kids, they're not the one for me, because I want kids, I, I look forward to being a husband, and showing my, you know, children how, you know, how a woman's supposed to be treated, you know, how to, you know, just all those things, I look forward to their first steps, their first words, you know, figure out what they want to do in life, so that's kind of what I look forward to, man, um, but those are my five deal breakers, cheating, insecurity, smoking slash vaping, um, being bad with money and not wanting children. Um, these have been great guys. Uh, number 18. Have you ever been to a concert? If so, who is your favorite person that you saw or group? Um, if you haven't, who do you want to go see? Uh, I've never been to a concert, but I do want to attend one um there's this acapella group called Straight no Chaser that's all I'm gonna say man straight no chaser just look them up listen to their stuff they i I love them man they're 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 just absolutely fantastic um nineteen um does love does quote love at first sight and quote exist in your opinion no that's It's not a thing. Love at first sight does not exist. Um, because love isn't just a feeling. When you first see somebody, um, all that happens is that you visually see them. They just enter your your field of view. Um, you see them, but you don't know anything about them. You may feel something for them. You may want to get to know them better. You may want to have sex with them. You may want to kiss them. Whatever. But it's not love. Um, love is a... F- love... Yes, love is a feeling, but it is also an action. You have to spend time with a person. You have to get to know them. You know uh, what? What do they want to be? What are their dreams? What are their aspirations? What are their likes and dislikes? Um, what made them who they are today? Um, love is much deeper than just looking at somebody. I don't. I, that just. It doesn't seem possible to me. I, I think what I think people mistake that for attraction at first sight. It's like, oh, okay. I I see you, you see me. I'm attracted to you, you're attracted to me physically. That's the most you can have. So that's that's just I I don't see how that can I don't see how that can exist romantically. Um number 20, who would be your dream guest on your podcast? Oh, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson hands down i mean no questions asked um gosh man i mean it, it speaks for itself man he's a he's a very wise man um he's been through a lot in his life and i know i could learn a lot from him and i think just spending you know just you know 30 minutes with the guy would just be that that's a he's a gold mine he's a gold mine um but also i also believe that i could help lead him to christianity um Jordan Peterson has a he has a Darwinian perspective of Christianity and and when it comes to analyzing history and things like that in a way it's good but spiritually is what matters because it's like you're either going to hell or you're going to heaven those are the only two options and so I think I could help lead him to Christianity um so that that he would be my um, he would be my dream guest Okay, so those are the twenty questions. Here's the last question, bonus question. Um. Michio Kaku said that all kids are born geniuses, but are crushed by society. Would that's uh, do you agree with that statement? Uh, no, I, I I don't. I think I think that's just a self esteem boost. Um. I think that's just that that's just that that's just a statement to make people feel good that's it it's just it's just a feel-good statement it's just patting yourself on the back and patting people on the back um i i, I don't believe it the The truth is some people are just they're just flat-out incompetent in whatever they do that that's just the truth um knowledge skill talent you know these are—they all have their own spectrums. Um, gen, let me say this: geniuses and polymaths do exist, and that they're at one end of those spectrums. At the other, at the other end, the other end of those spectrums, you know, you have mental invalids. You have ignoramuses. You have people who are, you know, ignoramuses. Um, some people may be very good or even great but geniuses are exceptionally rare i just don't believe that all people are geniuses all kids are genius i i i I can't everyone's not a genius like like, like that's just true because then because see then the term genius doesn't really mean much of anything it isn't there are people who are you know it's kind of like you know those assessment tests in school, you know, far below basic, below basic, basic, um, above average, and then excellent. That's kind of how people are. Those are the five categories. And, of course, you can be better in one thing than others, but it's like, you're probably not a genius. Geniuses are super rare. We've pro- probably, in the history of the world, in the history of the world, and... You know, I'm a history buff, and so I can think of maybe, maybe, gosh, maybe like 20 geniuses and all, you know, there, there have been a lot of great people, a lot of historic people in history, man, but I would say... I could probably only name like 20 people that are, that I would consider a genius. So no, I just, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe all kids are born geniuses. Um, some, the truth is some people, they just, they're just bums, man. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the Q and A episode, man. Uh, you guys again brought the heat. Um, great questions. I think I gave great responses. Um, yeah. This is this is really fun to me these are these are my favorite episodes I love the interviews I do um but you know there's nothing like interacting with you guys and talk and talking to you guys sometimes I you know I have questions and you guys will answer them sometimes you guys will have questions and I answer them it, it, I, I I love the trade-off man I really do so these are my favorite episodes <laughs>